Matthew 22, 34, when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence. They were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus saith unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, with all of thy soul, with all of thy mind. This is the first and the great commandment. 34 to 37, the 22nd chapter of the book of Matthew. We're delighted to see you here. of God, he said, enter into the courts of the Lord with thanksgiving. Sacrifices of thanksgiving, somebody might want to express the thanksgiving this morning, an offering of it. Will you wait a moment for it? Psalm 68, 28. Psalm 68, 28. Thy God hath commanded thy strength. Strengthen, O God, which thou hast wrought for us. Thy God hath commanded thy strength. Strengthen, O God, that which thou hast wrought for us. That's the thing I want us to think about this morning. Our strength commanded. Love the Lord God with all of thy heart, with all of thy soul, and all thy mind, and all of thy strength. God's commanding our strength. How much strength is God getting from you? How much strength of influence is God getting? How strong is your influence? How much strength is God getting out of your witness? How strong is it? 
How much strength is God getting out of your love? How far does it love and who does it love? How much strength is God getting out of your bodies? Are you using your strength for God or for yourself or for the world? He's commanded thy strength. Who's getting your strength? How much of your strength is dedicated to God? What is the strength of your love toward God and toward that which God loves? How much of your strength is being used to witness for God? Out of the sky comes our help. If you're reaching beneath the sky, beneath your feet, instead of up above, you're getting that, my friends, which is of no value. Earthly. Worldly. Where's your strength coming from? Out of the world and out of the earth? Or from God? We must face the reality that if our strength is coming, then it's rather weak strength. It's a perishable strength. It's a deteriorating strength. It's a decaying strength. If it's coming from beneath, that which comes from above, he said, lift up thine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh thy help. Not to the bottoms, but to the hills from whence cometh our help. God commands our strength. And he expects our strength. So as a result, as we face it, God's going to place mountains in front of us to climb. It takes no strength to go downhill. And without mountains in front of you and in front of me, there's no effort put forth to gain strength. God places impossible mountains before you and before I, that it might challenge us, strengthen us to climb them. There has to be mountains to demand strength. The lowlands don't demand it. But the climbing of mountains, it causes us to look for strength, or we'll never make it over the mountains. So God is not being unkind when he puts steep, rough mountains in front of you. God is commanding by that effort and that place that he's placed in front of you for your strength. Then for the crossing of the rivers. God places rivers in front of you that there might be strength to cross them. 
And else take strength across rivers, take strength in faith. And without the rivers, your strength wouldn't be challenged. The current that goes against your strength demands strength. Throughout the rivers of opposition that are flowing against us, it's all in the challenge of God for our strength. When the contrary winds is blowing in my life and yours, it's the commanding of God's strength to stand in the midst of the storms. Many of us are going through storms. Many of us are experiencing the contrary winds that are blowing now, which no doubt in the near future shall become more severe, which shall become more boisterous. And my friends, as we face it, we must not see the ghost of it. We must see the hand of God in it. When Jesus, for example, had left the disciples to the boisterous winds, all of a sudden they saw a ghost. They thought, as the winds grew worse, as the storm raged, they looked and saw what they took to be in the beginning a ghost, which brought about more fear and more fright. And they became frightened more so. The scripture said, thanking they saw a ghost. Yet Jesus said, fear not. So in the midst of the raving storms, in the midst of the contrary winds that are blowing, and I'm confident that they're going to become more boisterous and more severe and more contrary to your life and mine, because of the status of things in America today, winds are going to be more contrary, the storms are going to be more boisterous. But God does not want us to see the strength of the wind, nor the strength of the storm. He wants us to see the strength that's in Him. Amen. He wants us to see that in Him is our strength. Amen. There is no storm that can rage that will affect His strength. There is no boisterous winds that can blow, that can blow Him out of the picture. And he wants us, my friends, to see the strength that's in him. He's commanded our strength. And we must find it in him. If you look to the winds and if you look to the storms, it's roaring and raging. You'll see the ghost of it. And the ghost of it will affect you. And the ghost of it will weaken you. We must look under the hills from whence cometh our help. We must look under the Christ that's in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the crisis, in the midst of the contrary winds. We stop to realize as we cross the deserts of life 
there in the midst of the deserts, which is difficult to cross because of the lack of energy. The deserts are hot. The deserts are dry. The deserts are taxing the strength of the individual. But why did God give us the deserts to go through? To command our strength. To challenge our strength. To build up our strength. Had there been no mountains, you'd have been a weakling. Had there been no storms, you would have never known the strength of the anchor. So as a result, as the storms come, as the flood waters of the river rage, you would have never known the strength that there is had not these things come in your life and mine. The rivers must flow in order for us to find the strength to overcome. The storms must rage in order for us to find the strength that will anchor us through it. So in all of it, God's only demanding, commanding our strength. Thy God hath commanded thy strength. Strengthen, O God, that which thou hast wrought for us. All of it's to come about to find our strength. Do he see how strong we are in God? We stop to recognize God wants all of our strength as a result of it. If there's no climbing to be done, if there's no storms to go through, if there's no rivers to cross, then there'd be no developing of our strength. So God is simply commanding our strength in putting us through the various experiences of life. God did not promise us not to be tempted, but he said with every temptation, I'll make a way of escape. I'll not allow you to be attempted above that which you're able to stand. So many people worry about the temptations. Had you ever stopped to realize were it not for the temptations, you'd be nothing but a flimsy, soft sissy. God lets the temptations arise in my life and yours to command the strength that's in us to come out. God does not, is not pleased when we yield to the temptations, but God is put within you and within me the strength that's necessary to overcome the temptations, and he's made it possible for a way of escape. And the severe temptations that come to you and come to me is simply the challenging of God's strength. To recognize the fact that Christ, we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. So, my friends, as we face this future that we're in now, which is a lot of rough stuff, things you've never experienced and your even parents never experienced is coming upon us in this near of 76. When your political life is deteriorated, degenerated until men are more interested in 
what they can get in their hand in the cloakroom when they are society's security. And when you realize the deteriorating of the educational systems of America, the deterioration of the legislative forces of America, when you realize all of the deteriorations and the temptations that's there, God's commanding our strength for the time in which we live. We stop to recognize as we face all of these things, we want to cry, Why? Oh God, why? The cry comes back, but you might be strong. Oh, if you never had a temptation, how sissy you'd be, how soft you'd be. But God allows the mountains to come and the winds to blow and the rivers to cross and the deserts to pass through in order that he might strengthen you. We stop to recognize then God's commanding our strength in these days. It's going to be days that's going to challenge the strength in you. We've drifted long enough. We've floated long enough. We've coasted long enough. God's fixing to let some of the storms come that'll demand your strength. We've been complacent. We've been acceptable of the thinking of society and the social gospel and other things long enough. God's going to let some things come to see where your strength lies. To see where my strength lies. God commandeth, hath commanded thy strength. Strengthen, O God, that which thou hast wrought for us. It develops our soul, my friends, into something that gives it character. Without the fires, the dross never gets burned out. Without the fires of the furnace, the real metal never comes from the ore and from the and the dross is never out of it, and you never know the value, if you please, of the value of the metal until it's gone through the refiner's fire, and then out of it comes the pure metal. Usable metal. Valuable metal. And as long as you stay mixed up with the ores of this world, satisfied to be identified with the world, pure metal in you will never come out. We got so many people today satisfied to remain where they are. They don't want the fires. They want it easy. They don't want the mountains. They want the plains. They want to take it easy. So as a result, there isn't any genuine metal for the use of God. My brother, my sister, before God can ever get anything usable out of you, he's got to put you through, through, through the refinest fire. And until you've gone through the refinest fire, you have no value to God. You're covered up in your life and your influence and your testimony is covered up with the ores of this world. But once God gets you in the refiner's pot, once God gets you in the real fire, 
the dross is out and the metal is there, then you're usable. There's no strength in the metal when it's got the ore in it. No strength in the metal when it's got the dross in it. The strength comes after all of a dross and the ore is out and the metal is genuine. God wants strength. The question is, is whether you're ready to take the fire that will get rid of the dross and the ore that God may have some metal of his value that is usable. Stopping to realize that the hay and the wood and the stubble is to burn. The silver and the gold is to be refined. What are you going to turn up to be? Made up out of the hay and wood and stubble that burns? Are you going to be that, my friends? Which turns out to be the precious stone? The silver and the gold. We stop to recognize something else. God's trying to build character. The only thing God can build character in is human beings. And God is constantly trying to build character to make you with a stronger character. You don't build character in the mountains. He built the mountains when he formed them. They were formed to stand there through the centuries. No changes coming in the mountains. When he studied the stars and the universe, he studied them there without any change. He made them what he wanted them to be before he ever placed them in, the, in their position in the planet world. He made, if you please, the mountains what he wanted them to be with all of the rivers, with all of the vegetation with the dewdrops sparkling on it like diamonds to add beauty. But beloved, there's no character in mountains. There's no character in stars. There's no strength in stars and mountains. But God's commanding strength out of human beings. God wants to build a strong character in me and in you. He's trying to build a character. He don't build it in the stars. He don't build it in the mountains. There Niagara Falls with all of its sparkling beauty. With all of its pouring over the falls and making form that has attracted generations after generations to the scenery of it. They held the beauty of it, the sparkle of it, the mist of it. The Niagara Falls has no more character now than it had when God formed it. The same beauty is still there. The same thing is about it. There's no character to it. There's beauty. There's all of the other things that you might want to mention today, but the character is not being built in the Niagara Falls. Character is not being built in the stars nor the mountains. 
characters being built in human beings. And God is asking for your strength that he might have a great character in you. Are you lending your strength to God to build character? Are you whimpering and whining and complaining and running? The only thing God can build character in is human beings. He doesn't have anything else he can build it in. And if we're going to find character, we've got to find it in human beings. Do you hear this Baptist preacher this morning? The problem with America today is the lack of character. Amen. The character of America is gone. Her honesty is gone. Her standards have been lowered. Her morals will eat up like a cancer. Her society is sick with the eating cancers of sin. You know why? Because she's refused to let God build character in her. You hear this preacher this morning, if God had had his way, men would have had character. Women would have had character. Strong character. Men would not listen to God and yield to God for the building of character. And that which is deteriorating and degenerating has laid hope upon our society in America today. She's sick with sin. She's eat up with the cancer of immorality. Only one reason. America refused to let God build character in the lives of a people. We've lowered the standards. We've ignored the characteristics of real character. got a flimsy, floppy, deteriorating, weak society. God builds character of honesty. God builds character of righteousness. God builds character of morals. But man refused it. Can God build anything in you? Or are you yielded to God to build anything in you? Or are you going the rest of the world? God's commanded thy strength. That he might do something for you. The stars will shine regardless of what happens. The Niagara Falls will flow with all of its wonders and beauties. Stars are studded. The mountains are built and the Niagara River and its falls is there. Human society cannot survive without the strength of God. We've got to turn our people back toward God. 
Man has more than the mountains has. Man has more than the stars has. Man has more in him. Man can think. Stars don't think. Mountains don't think. Niagara Falls and the wonder spots of the world don't think. God gives man the ability to think. He becomes like that which he thinks. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now then, God didn't give that to anybody else except to humanity. God wants you to think right. His thoughts is higher than our thoughts, and His ways is higher than our ways. And God wants us to get our thinking in His thinking. God wants us to turn our ways in His ways. Amen. Amen. And I'm of the opinion that whatever it takes, God's fixing to give it to us to turn us. Amen. We played around and pussyfooted around long enough, God's going to demand some strength out of us. Strength of character. These other things can't think, but God give you the power of thought. Your thoughts connected with his thoughts will lift your thoughts where they ought to be lifted. But your thoughts with the thoughts of other things will deteriorate and lower your life. So as a result, God wants the strength of your thinking to be elevated to his way and his thoughts that he might build in your character. We stop to realize we develop strength by climbing. We develop strength by crossing the hard places. We develop strength by going through the fires and standing the contrary winds. I want you to realize this morning, my brother's sister before God today, God uses men. Somebody said, Oh, why didn't they have a telephone in the Garden of Eden? God wasn't developing telephones, He's developing man. Why didn't they have the steamboats and the trains and the day, the prehistoric ages? God was not developing steamboats and trains. He's developing, my friends, humanity. Can't develop character in telephones. You can't develop character in telegraphs. You can't develop character and strength, my friends, in trains and in, in steamboats and what have you. Character comes through humanity. God needs your strength. My strength, the space age, isn't going to change. We've elevated man as high as we can elevate him. It didn't change and he came back down the same thing. Through all of our space ages, through all of our developing of science and philosophies, and through all of our developing of all of the other great magnificent things that you and I can stand here and mention, you and I can think about till middle of the afternoon the marvelous inventions and discoveries and uncovers and all of that. 
that hadn't developed any character in humanity. Men were not made stronger by having been lifted to the moon. Men were not made stronger by having flown through the space at a rapid rate of speed. Men are made stronger through the act of God, through the power of God, through the fires of God. God wants strength. My friends, we've got to turn back to the hills from whence cometh our help. We've got to get our eyes off from this world with all of its excitement and with all of its bright lightness and with all of its thrills. Realize in the midst of all of the experimenting of the world and all of the new inventions and all of the new exciting, thrilling things that has come to tickle men's feelings and to excite men's passions and all of that, what good is it for us? We've deteriorated and degenerated until our government's gone, until our educational systems is eat up like a canker, until the homes of America's crumbling. In the midst of all of the modern conveniences, in the midst of all of the things that's come upon us, none of us develop strength. None of us develop character. Instead, our character is deteriorated. Men are no longer honest. Their words are not their bonds anymore. They lie, they cheat, they swindle, they beat. You can't trust them anymore. But had God built character, in their lives, and they will be dependable and trustworthy. The Lord commandeth our strength. My friends, He wants us to give our strength unto Him. We must have truth. We must yield to the truth that God has for us. I want you to realize, my friends, the mountains couldn't save us. The inventions of the world couldn't save us. But a man by the name of Jesus went to Calvary's cross. Gave his life with character that saved us. And so my dear brother, sister, all of these things of strength and of power and of inventions cannot save America. Thing we've got left to save America is the character that God can build in human hearts. It's got to be taught by your churches, your preachers, and by the word. God help us to face the reality of it. All of these things have been tried. And we find ourselves deteriorated and eat up and weakened and blighted. Because we refuse to give our strength to God. Wherever you've given your strength to God, you've gained by it. Wherever you've given to the other areas of life, you've lost by it. Who's getting your strength? Loving all of our strength. 
We can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. There is no temptation. But it's common to man. Whatever temptation. That's a way of escape. My friends, without temptations, we don't grow. Without fire, we don't get purified. Without the struggles and the contrary winds, we remain soft and sissing plenty. The winds are rising. The storms are building up. The fires are coming. The test is upon us. God commandeth thy strength. Thy strength. Who's getting your strength? Who's getting your strength? God or who? Who's getting it? It's for you to answer.